It's time for Business Minds Coffee Chat, an inspiring show about the journey to personal and professional growth. And now, your host, Jay Shear. Hey everyone, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I am your host, Jay Shear, and I am very excited today because I have got a fantastic guest in the studio with me. My guest today is a father, a widower, a chiropractor and owner of Pivotal Health Systems. He's an adjunct lab professor at Daytona State College, a health, fitness, and wellness enthusiast, and one who has unwavering belief and hope in the face of extreme pain and adversity. Please welcome the man who has a passion for helping people overcome obstacles they previously thought were impossible, Dr. Josh Wright. Josh, it is great to see you. Thank you so much for being here today. Jay Share, what an honor. Since I met you three years ago, I've been waiting for a Jay Share intro, and you did not disappoint. The time and attention you give to see people as they are uniquely as they are set apart from everyone else is one of your strengths. And it's helped me remember who I am in spite of uh, the adversity that I'm sure we'll be diving into. So thank you for being in my life and creating this space. Well, you make my heart, heart smile. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. So, Josh, I thought a, a good starting point would be first for you to give us maybe two or three words that you would use to describe yourself. Oh, two or three. Top of the line would be present. Present comes to mind. Uh, mostly because I made it here on time today. I am present and accounted for. However, I find that which works to hold me back, those are things that bring me out of the present moment. And I find that it's necessary to go back into the past, but it's also necessary not to hang around too long. Mm -hmm. So I'll go back into the past just long enough to find something that I can learn from, bring it back into the present as as something that's valuable and applicable. However, going too far back, you could slip into shame, things can spiral out of control, and then the present moment then becomes living in the past, and then when you try to stay in the present moment, all you're doing is trying to stay living in the past, and yada, yada, and it, it takes a bit of grace to work out of that. So I would say present, again, something that I would just aspire to. Okay. On top of that, an encompassing term would be father. And I've been blessed with a beautiful baby boy and seeing him grow and learn and just have uh, respect from everything, from daddy saying no to gravity itself. He's learning his way about the world, and I'm consistently stepping into more responsibility for him. And I've read some books, I've listened to some podcasts on it all, but there's something internal that um, even a conversation can only really touch the surface of. And I'll do my best uh, today and and, and henceforth to really shine some honor on what it is to be a father. And whether you have children or not, grandchildren or not, uh, we all have a stewardship for what we've learned and, and for the human race, so... Very good. Um, yeah, second word would be father. And uh, am I allowed a, a third word? A- absolutely. If you've got one, I would love to hear it. Present, a father, 
And lastly, a healer. A healer, okay. Although in practice I would never claim to be a healer as though I mediate healing. At the very uh, least, I can facilitate and witness healing. Uh, My patients are some of the hardest working people that I know, and I get to be a part of that. But there's never been a time in my life that I've placed my hands on someone or said a word and healed them. That isn't something that I do. This word instead is something that I uh, perform, something that I experience in and of myself, healing. Mm. Well, I tell you what, three powerful words, and I really appreciate the way that you think, the way that you really go deep within as opposed to giving a surface answer to really think through that. And I think that's one of the things that I I greatly respect and appreciate about you as an individual, just your ability to think and be very intelligent in your responses. So I love that. Thank you. What, you. What makes you feel most alive today? I started to more religiously plan. And if you were to go to a teenage Joshua and say, you're going to be excited about planning one day. Now, through high school, college, chiropractic school, there was a degree of uh, institutionalization. And I liked it. I was told what to do, what to learn, what to think, where to be. My entire life was planned out. And since I've been out of school for a few years... I like the freedom. Oh, my gosh, I have an afternoon free. What are the possibilities? But just this past year, I have really tied into quarterly planning, monthly planning, weekly, down to the day. And that excites me. Not so much about the control I can exercise on a given um, time, but more so, in a way, rolling the dice or just putting out my part, my creativity. This is what I would do with the time in some of the best days I've had. I look back and realize nothing went according to plan, and that's okay. <laughs> and there's this uh, security that gets built up over time. The more it's, it's, act, it's on paper, I'm, I'm still doing this by hand uh, for now, where you can't deny that even when things don't go according to plan, it's okay. But it's imperative to, at the very least, have that plan in place to start. So that that excites me because every now and then something does go according to plan and and it feels great. It's like you make magic happen at that point. Sure as I am. I love that. <laughs> That's so good. So with that said that planning is what makes you feel most alive, what would you say is your greatest strength? Greatest strength would be taking on the responsibility to dream and starting there. Mm. I did an exercise many years ago where I'd wake up every morning and I would write down everything I remembered from a dream that I had the night before. And initially it was just me staring at a blank piece of paper and trying to remember as I squeezed the pen, really straining just for five minutes. Then, a few days later, I would remember a color, or I would remember a person that was in the dream. I think the first one I I remembered was uh, my pinky toe was missing, and I was looking for it. That that was the first one. (laughs) Things quickly progressed, um, almost in a a, a very startling way. 
within a few weeks, there was a story structure to the dream. The more I reached out every morning and captured it and put it on paper, the more I would remember the next night. A couple months in, I was waking up 45 minutes earlier. I was no longer writing um, uh, by hand. I was now typing because the dream would just flow out. And it was a little scary. That there, was, there were even dreams that started to, it was like chapter one was one night and chapter two was the next. Wow. And so the only reason I share that is from that experience, and at some point I stopped because it started to feel a little lucid, and I also had other things to do aside from writing down my dreams. Sure. I realized that there was something within me that as soon as I reached out to it, it was like, hi, <laughs> what are we doing today? And there was this connection with myself that I hadn't tapped into, and it was a very empowering. But there was a responsibility in that as well. Because as I stepped away and stopped actually writing down the dreams, I carried this feeling of duty in a way to honor that connection. So uh, the strength I would have is, and this isn't something that I, I, I believe I was uh, born with, or uh, it was more something that I chose, is a very healthy respect for the parts of ourselves that we can't see. Yeah, that is uh, that's very powerful. We can go obviously into uh, some deep philosophical conversation there, which uh, you and I may have to save for another time. But I but I appreciate that, and I understand where you're coming from. So let's take the flip side of that coin. Then, what would you then say would be one area that you are working to improve? an area that you've self-identified as something that you – maybe there's a gap there that you're trying to work toward to become the better version of who you are today. One of my favorite Disney scenes is when Wendy um, – that she's just forming that relationship with Peter Pan right in the beginning and his shadows dancing everywhere. And she takes her needle and thread and sews his shadow back into him. And at that point, she, she wins his gratitude and oh, off to it, uh, Never Ever Land. And, and things began from that point of taking the immaterial and weaving it in. And so as much as I take that responsibility to dream, to have a vision, to plan, oh, gosh, taking that and actually tying it in, I could tell you 12 things that I want to do in business, in my personal life, from traveling or um, in, in arts and crafts and music. There's so many things that I want to do, want to do, want to do. And I feel as though if I had a greater strength to integrate and take these dreams I have and bring them into life, my life would just, it, it would it just exude more, well, gosh, life. <laughs> and maybe it's just a matter of time as well. There are a lot of uh, moving pieces. Uh, the uh, collateral damage uh, in in my family's life uh, from the tragedy we had last October uh, with um, the loss of Jessica, uh, my late wife. There's still some cleaning up uh, from that, and there's obviously energy put towards the day in and day out. And I can forgive myself a little more than I have in realizing that it hasn't been too long and that there's still some things that don't quite make sense and that's okay so being willing to dive into that now and then it's almost a matter of emotional hygiene i'll brush my teeth every morning 
I'll clean my fingernails, but am I going in and seeing those things that are high points every day emotionally for me? And am I consciously taking the time to uh, sand them down and make sense of it all? Well, that's a, that's a really interesting way of, of framing it. So I want to, I want to talk about Jessica for uh, a moment or two, because, uh, you know, I mentioned at the beginning about your strength, your ability to continue to have belief and hope in the face of extreme pain and adversity. And you have no doubt faced extreme pain and adversity. And I've watched you, how you continue to rise. And, you know, let me back up for one moment. Before we started recording, you and I were outside the studio mm-hmm. and you were sharing about your, your son and being at the beach and just kind of watching him and watching him fall and constantly get back up, fall in the sand, get back up, fall in the sand, get back up, right? And as you were sharing that story, it started to bring some thoughts to mind about how I see you continue to get back up. Right, even when you're falling back down, even when you are are dealing with just uh, just extreme emotion and deep deep pain and hurt, that you're you seem to keep that eye focused on the future and focused on what can I do with this? How can I not push these feelings down? But how can I use these feelings as a way to grow? to empower me and continue to step forward. So I recognize in that I recognize that in you and I'd like you to speak to that in a bit more detail, but we're going to first take a brief break to thank our amazing sponsors. And you are listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves more than just average. It deserves Flagler Media. We specialize in innovative and dynamic marketing solutions tailored for mid-sized businesses with ambitious goals. Our team of experts are dedicated to helping you stand out from the crowd, drive growth, and elevate your brand. Ready to take your marketing to new heights? Choose Flagler Media, where we turn great ideas into remarkable results. Visit us at flagglermedia.com or call us at 386-227-6477. Flagler Media, exceptional marketing for exceptional businesses. This is Jay Shear. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur trying to figure out how to improve and achieve greater results? If so, I'm speaking to you. I provide the tools, coaching, and accountability you need to gain clarity around your personal and professional goals, remove the excuses holding you back, build the mindset, leadership skills, and proven strategies to grow your business and become the best version of yourself. To learn more or to apply for my coaching services, call 904-236-0431 or visit jshearbusinessconsulting.com. There's no business like show business like no business I know. Visit the Fitzgerald Performing Arts Center at Flagler Auditorium. We're about to release our new season of professional touring shows. Visit our website at flaglerentertainment.com. Sign up for our newsletter. You can be the first to know about our shows and special offers. And remember, every time you buy a ticket to a show, you support the performing arts in Flagler schools and you support our local economy.
All right, we're back. And again, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat. And I am in the studio today with my very special guest, Dr. Josh Wright. We're having a really interesting conversation so far. We're going to keep that conversation going. And before we took our break, we were starting to talk about some of the extreme pain and adversity and challenges that Josh has experienced. And I want to dig into that a little bit because I believe that there are some insights that Josh, excuse me, can share that I think would be very beneficial for our listeners. So Josh, your, your wife, Jessica, she passed away in October of last year. So I'd love it if you would first share some heartfelt thoughts that you have when you think of beautiful Jessica. Mm. Only thing that can come to mind is a rainbow. Her parents have a very nice uh, property up in Pennsylvania. And when Jessica was going through nursing school, she found a picket fence, white picket fence, but there are only seven pickets. And she dragged it out of the woods she repainted it. Uh, she put her Lord and Savior Jesus' name on the uh, center five pickets. And she, then she planted sunflowers all around it. And it was where she would go to pray. Because nursing school was a, a big undertaking for her. She was a, an all-state bassoonist. And she felt drawn to become a nurse. And ended up graduating in June of 2020 and was thrown right into a COVID floor. And it, was, it was a very uh, stressful experience uh, for her. But one of the ways she mediated and worked through it was singing praise and dancing out, out, at, out at this fence. And one day it was raining and she, and she shared this story with me and she sang and danced right through all of her favorite uh, gospel songs. And then the rainbow came through and it gave her a moment of clarity. Now, Jessica and I, we had our favorite spot to eat lunch over at a Flagler Fish Comb. And once or twice a week, and we, we were regulars, and we are, already knew what we were going to order by the time we would get there. And it took me a few months to actually go back on my own. I'd gone back with family, with friends, um, with, with, with networking and all. The very first time I sat down in our favorite spot uh, on my own, and I look out across from where she would have been sitting, and there was a rainbow in the sky going right over Flagler. And I'm not saying that you know, every time I'll see a rainbow, it'll, it'll be her. But the, and the rainbow's there for uh, beyond her. Just any promise of okay, well, you're in the storm now, but um, you know, hang in there. Uh, get to the other side. Hope that there is an other side. So the the one thing that I could speak to her is is that hope. And having struggled. Um, with a uh, very severe postpartum uh, psychosis uh, starting last May. It's a hope that I wish uh, she could have held on to tighter herself. But maybe she wasn't able to hold on to it because she gave so much to me, so much to our son, Josiah. How do you honor her today? To the best of my ability. It starts with caring for uh, our son. It starts with prayer. She instilled in me a much deeper faith. Um, Taking a little more 
responsibility for a, a connection with her family, uh, being a part of their healing process, and not being afraid to think and especially speak of her and to be as honest as I can. And initially I thought the only way forward would be just, oh, this is, this is terrible. I lost her. And, and finding that, that, that sadness, profound, pervasive sadness. One of the first things I did um, following the tragedy was go to, I believe it was a CVS or a Walgreens, and as dystopian as this might sound, they actually sell canisters of oxygen. <laughs> and so for the first few weeks, maybe a month or so, I had an emergency backpack that I would carry around because routinely – few times a day, especially initially, I would feel as though I was having a heart attack and I would fall down to my knees and I would have to take the backpack off and take in the oxygen. Every now and then I give myself a good slap and say, stand up, you need to go. But it it was a matter of that responsibility. I remember um, even when I initially heard the news uh, at the board meeting for um, uh, Palm Coast Business Professionals of falling down and entering right into prayer. And one of the most distilled actions that I can share out of this, and it it is honorable, is gratitude. And I, I believe my first words were just thanking the Lord that I knew her at all. Yes, she was gone. Yes, the vacuum was there, the confusion, the pain. But she was there at all. And she left behind this beautiful baby boy. She left behind a legacy of gentleness, of creativity, of love. And when I reached those points of why, why why is this happening? when I would step back into the past to learn something, but not staying there long enough to be anchored in by shame and getting into that sick cycle. It was a moment of, I had the most amazing, beautiful, gentle woman in my life that I could have ever asked for, and she changed it for the better. Speak to the power of community and the power of asking for help when you need it. The intention needs to be right. There are plenty of ways to leverage. If I want, I'm opening up a new uh, business in a little bit and I could call and schedule all these lunches to make sure I have the connections in place. Or I could look at the people that are already in my life and without wanting something specifically from them, connect. Because you never know how people will step in. I believe everyone's in our life for a reason and with enough patience and a lack of expectations, you get to discover why they're there. And there were a few um, influences uh, that came out of the tragedy. One was falling back on family, on faith, Uh, Another uh, uh, fraternity that I had joined back in chiropractic school. They had um, gone out of the way and raised nearly $10,000 to cover the funeral expenses, which is 
nothing I was expecting. And then out of that, someone uh, I had also known from the chiropractic fraternity invited me to a marketing group and helped uh, starting to coach me specific to uh, the business. And I was able to keep my business afloat uh, for prosperity's sake. And those were all relationships that had started five or more years ago, never knowing that I would cash in, so to speak, on those bonds, but just knowing that I had uh, those men in my life who appreciated me and valued me and wanted to see me succeed. And uh, I prayed uh, none of them would ever need me to the same degree, but knowing that um, I'm willing and able to step up in that way. But um, on, on the point of planning, the network that I have in town, and I'll always frame networking as quite literally a net that works the Palm Coast Business Professionals Group and also the uh, Christian Business a Referral Network. When the news hit, there was an uh, unconditional level of support that, that I felt, which helped me take off the blinders as opposed to the next breath I have to take and realize that I, the only opportunity I had was to live in a way that was honoring to Jessica. Uh, for Josiah's own uh, future. And that if I tried to do that alone, I wasn't going to get very far. And one of the greatest gifts I got out of this tragedy was being able to see my ego so, so clearly. Because the more I relied on people, the louder my ego had to raise its voice and present itself to tell me that, no, if you are going to be victorious over this pain, if you are going to be successful, you need no one else to say that they had a hand in it. You are doing this on your own. You're going to raise your boy on your own. You're going to get your business going on your own. And it was cartoonish in a way. But without that intensity of tragedy, it wouldn't have been cartoonish. It would have felt like just any other influence in my life. So coming out of that and very clearly seeing how ridiculous it is to think that I was made to not connect and to rely on others, specifically other people's strengths, it just became a ridiculous notion. And I might have to learn this lesson again and again. I, um, as, as a little mentor told me, I, I have a built-in forgetter. It's good to talk about these things. And one of the reasons I appreciate your, your show here, because you speak about the things that are timeless and pervasive, and the things that matter. We have an amazing community here. We have a community that just is so caring and so heart-led and so involved and so desirous of helping Absolutely. one another. It is truly what makes a community as strong as it is and what makes this community so incredibly special and unique. And it it's a two-way street, though, because we have to pour into it in order to receive something from it. And... It's like a good partnership, and and you definitely do that. You're one of those individuals who looks for ways 
to serve. You look for ways to pour into others. You look for ways to create a better future for the people that are around you and sharing of your knowledge and of your insight and of your wisdom. And I, I, again, as I said at the beginning of the show, I really do appreciate that and I respect that about you. You know, as we're wrapping up our conversation today, if you could share with all of us or give all of us a challenge, what would that challenge be? What would you challenge me and everyone that's listening right now to do? Well, if you want to do an arm wrestle, I guess we could set up <laughs> right here. Uh, <laughs> um, is is to dream big. To dream big and realize that you can't dream alone and that you have a responsibility for that. Aim for the stars and you might just hit the moon. And pen to paper is still one of the greatest tools that I've found in it. You know, I'm sure the next generation, it'll be typing, just, just the way I was raised up, something about holding something. So the challenge I would have uh, is an exercise that changed my life many years ago, is to write yourself a letter with your non-dominant hand. And oh my gosh, you're going to feel like you're a toddler with, with scrawling. But you, you'll get, get a hang of it. But it will access a part of you that was learning to write initially. And it will be a much, um, not not to judge anyone, but just for me, it was a much more authentic means of journaling when I had to actually go back and write in a very humbling way. And from that, I actually became ambidextrous in a way where if my right hand starts to cramp, now I can start writing with the other. Mm. And it's, it's amazing for the mind. I'm sure we could speak on neuroplasticity Absolutely. as well. Well, that, that's a that's a great challenge. I will definitely take you up on that one. Mm. I appreciate it. And Josh, I want to thank you again so very much for joining us today on Business Minds Coffee Chat. I, I really do appreciate you sharing from your heart and telling part of your story and sharing the challenges that you have faced and will continue to face as well and bringing your gifts to the world. So thank you very much for being here today. I'm grateful for you. Yes, sir. And thank you as well, especially for always being such a great friend to Jessica. You always went out of your way to help her feel welcome and appreciated. And she loved you very much. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And for all of you, thank you so very much for tuning into Business Minds Coffee Chat. We'll be back next Saturday morning at 830. And until then, keep learning, keep growing, keep dreaming, and keep doing the work to reach your potential. Take care, everybody.